Hi, I'm Victoria. And I'm Lexi. And welcome to Entry Level, the podcast for people figuring it out. If this is your first episode with us, welcome. Make sure to listen to our trailer to get a better idea of who we are and why we started this all. In our last episode, we talked all things finances and learned that sometimes mo money does equal mo problem. <laughs> yeah. So, also, oh, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, we. I feel like we tried to make this point very clear in that episode, but like that is not necessarily advice. We oh, do not, not at all. Be, we do not need to be quoted. We do not. I don't think you should reference back to that podcast if you're trying to explain, you know, no. adult financial situations to someone else. No. Um, but just, you know, our experience as we're trying to figure it out, hence the tagline of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested in all of that, make sure you go give it a listen. But other than that, uh, Lexi, how have you been feeling? I've been feeling good. Today is – oh, today's October 1st, which I feel like we've talked about fall here and there. But mm-hmm. today, today really felt like fall. It's kind of been chilly in the mornings. I know yesterday I I don't know what I was doing. Oh, I was going to Whole Foods to go pick up my cake, but that's a whole different story. Um, for everyone who doesn't know, we're recording this October 1st. My birthday is October 8th. I'm doing something for my birthday today. Hence the theme of today's episode, obviously, as you can already tell. Um, but that was a whole saga, but I'm not going to get into it. All of that to say, when I walked from my apartment to my parking garage to get in the car, I was like, I am thriving in this weather. Like this mm-hmm. fall is my season. And it's like, I am so like, I thrive in the fall. Like the way that some people thrive yeah. in the summer and like they love the summer, that is me in the fall. I'm like, it's the perfect weather. Everyone's like mood is just like in the perfect mm-hmm. place. No one's like hit the seasonal depression yet. The time change hasn't happened just yet. So yeah. it's like that perfect middle ground. But no, I'm I'm here for all things fall. Yeah. So instead of let's say that's definitely been lifting my mood a little bit just because, yeah, the text I, – and I feel like the biggest thing for me right now is just like the weather because, yeah, the heat, it just makes it to where like I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. Like it's such a hassle mm-hmm. to leave the house. But now it's like, ooh, like I threw on a, I threw on a sweater today over my yeah. Pilates. Mm-hmm. Like I had on – my like fuzzy slides instead of like my Steve Madden yeah. slides. Like the toes are no longer out. Like I was like, well, like <laughs> it's getting kind of cozy. But yeah. Anyway. Good but, to yeah. hear. With that, let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are we? What are we chatting about today? Yeah. So on that same topic, now that we like granted on the calendar, we've already officially entered fall. But again, today's October first. Um. So I feel like fall is like starting for real now, um, mood-wise as well. But today we're going to go through a couple of the things on our fall bucket list. Yeah. If you remember episode 10, um, yeah. our friend Darian came on. Yeah, episode. that was a good episode. If you haven't listened already, go go pause and go listen to that now. But if you have, then you remember that we discussed um, kind of in our opener the – or Darian's summer bucket list and we all like talked through hours so we thought it would be mm-hmm. fun to revisit it now that now that <laughs> we are in the fall season so Lexi would you like to start us off what's on your fall bucket list yeah so my first one is kind of basic I think especially if you live in Texas but mm-hmm. um I have an interest in going to the state fair this year I I don't know I like the fair like 
but I think also I just like walking around different places. So like going to the fair to me is fun to like walk around, people watch. Um, I think like looking at the games and stuff are cute. Am I spending a billion dollars on tickets <laughs> so I can maybe win a stuffed animal? No. Um, but I don't know, like the state fair to me just has good vibes as long as you're not going on like a weekend or especially yeah. like the last weekend, just when like everybody else is there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like the mood, the vibe is just like fun at the fair. I also do have an interest in trying like some of the weird food combinations. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I And I remember too, like uh, when I lived in Louisiana, like the Louisiana State Fair, mm-hmm. they also had like very odd food combinations. I remember one that always sticks out to me is that it was a burger, but instead of like bread buns, they were donuts as the <laughs> bun. I did not try it, but like that, I don't know, that's just like one thing that always sticks out in my mind. And I know especially in Texas, they do like the fried butter, like fried yeah. pretty much anything you can think of. Um, yeah, there were some interesting things on the menu this year. I think Dallas Sites 101 posted it ahead of time. Yeah, I had seen – I follow Dallas News, and I remember it was like – this is not things that I'm interested in. It's just me reciting. <laughs> um, but it was like pickled pizza. I think they had yeah. like the chamoy, like the chamoy pickle, which I yeah, think was they like did. TikTok trend for a while. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think the fair is just like good vibes. And like I said, I just like walking around and looking at stuff. So Yeah, it we'll started see. yesterday. Mm-hmm. started yesterday so you got about what two weeks i think three well when i look at when i'm actually available maybe only like two weeks yeah but. yeah that'd be fun um i second the fair but it's just like such a big deal getting there that i just yeah. never go it can be a hassle um yeah one of mine i'm gonna steer it in a different direction um i really love chili (laughs) i know you probably weren't expecting me to do that one yet but like something about (laughs) a chili like a homemade chili when it's like nippy outside and like it's kind of cold but like the sun's still out Mm -hmm. or when it's like gloomy too yeah it just really hits and like i think i made my first chili ever last year because my mom, I don't think my mom really cooked it growing up, which I kind of appreciate because the thought of chili disgusted me when I was younger. But I think as an adult, I can really appreciate it because like mm-hmm. it really is a simple meal, but it's so comforting. Like yeah, it really does just wrap you up and tie a bow on top. You know what I mean? Like I just don't know. Something about a chili with the right toppings and the right recipe just really hits. Um, I personally am a, a meat chili gal. I know some mm-hmm. people don't like meat in theirs, but I will definitely throw in some ground beef, ground turkey, some jalapenos, some sour cream, mm-hmm. shredded mm-hmm. cheese. Mm-hmm. It, it's just so – it's going to hit every time. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> so that is – that's definitely on the list. Um, I'm going to wait till it gets a little bit colder, just a little bit, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm dead. Yeah, no, I, I second it. I, I love me a little chili. Yeah. But um, my second item, I guess all my items actually, like now that I'm looking at my list, are like – Activities. Yeah, I get – yeah, that's a good <laughs> way to categorize it. Um, My second one is going to a drive-in movie, which I actually – I thought about it. I did this last year, and I totally forgot until recently. Um, But last year, I went with my friends um, Z and Haleda. And we watched, 
I think it was Hocus Pocus. Actually, mm. I like a drive-in in Fort Worth, um, which, you know, Fort Worth, but Helena <laughs> kind of lives out over there. So it was like, it, it was, it ended up being like the most convenient location. Um, but yeah, it was like, I'm pretty sure it had to have been in October. Like it was kind of, again, it was one of those nights where it was like kind of chilly. Like we were sharing like blankets, sitting in the back of Helena's car, um, like watching it together. The Dang, what is the place we went to? I want to say it was called like Coyote Drive-In or something like that. I think um, that is the name had, of it. It was actually like a really, like it was a nice area for what it was. Like they had like food trucks and they had like an actual um, like place where you could order food. We ended up actually going to Wabi House before and we got <laughs> um, ramen to go and ate it in the car, which ramen is just better eaten in the restaurant. I feel like yeah, um, I don't a lot of people kind of test that. Like it was, it was kind of a lot to like balance it and not spill the broth and then like whatever. Um, so would I get ramen again? Probably not. Um, but it was just fun, like, I don't know, sitting out. Like I said, we got to, like, snuggle and be cuddly and watch a movie together. I think that was also my first time seeing Hocus Pocus, to be honest. Um, yeah, I've never seen like that movie. Cult, I know it's, like, a cult favorite in terms of, like, not horror Halloween movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the vibe was just cute, pretty inexpensive. Like, I don't know. But I, I want to do it again. Yeah, I'd say it's on my list, too. Um I'll go activity. Um, I think I'm going to start implementing this into my routine now that it's a little cooler outside, like you said. I think it just like makes me a little bit more excited to leave the house knowing that I'm not going to like die from sweating um, and heat exhaustion. But I really want to bring back the Saturday morning walks. I know for a lot of people it's like Sunday mornings, but my Sunday mornings are busy, so – I think Saturdays also would work better for me because, like, you're not recovering from, like, a major hangover. And you're, like – like, Saturdays are for being kind of productive. You know what I mean? You kind of got, yeah, like, shit to, done, shit to get done, like a to-do list. So I think that that's just, like, a really good way to start off your Saturday. Like, get your body moving. You have your to-do list. And then you just kind of get the – get after it after the day. So I think Saturday morning walks at White Rock might be – in my fall bucket list. I feel like – I think we did that a couple times last year. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We or did. was it – yeah. I don't know what happened, but I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we had uh, – I think we just it. got a little <laughs> inconsistent. Um, yeah. Even like uh, like New York, like Central Park mm-hmm. in the fall. I get so jealous of people who get to experience New York in the fall because – it is something magical. It literally feels like you are in a movie, like yeah. seeing all the trees like turn colors and like everyone's getting out and like running and walking around. It is just like mm-hmm. so peaceful. So while we don't have that in Dallas, the closest thing I have is White Rock Lake and yeah. it's still pretty good. Yeah. It'll have to suffice for the time being. Yeah. Time um, being. And then my last one is go to a haunted house. <laughs> Which this is okay. Literally, Noah and I were talking about this the other day because, as of right now, in my closer proximity of friends, like I don't really have any friends slash a significant other that enjoy doing things like that, like scary <laughs> type things. I don't yeah. know. Like I, I like horror movies. I like scary movies. I like you know thrillers that like teeter on the verge of horror or whatever. Yeah. Um, love going to haunted houses and I and Noah was like he was asking me he's like Lexi like I don't understand how you or anybody else could like find those things enjoyable like there's nothing good that comes from them 
And I said, you know what? I can understand why someone would ask <laughs> or think that. But I think for me, it's like a healthy slash safe source of like an adrenaline rush. You know what mm. I mean? Like being like getting scared like that to me is kind of exciting, but only in the <laughs> setting of like, it's all pretend. Like I know it's fake and like, I know like I'm not actually in any type of danger. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? For real? I don't know. Some people get their source of adrenaline from things that I choose to not participate in. Um, but a haunted house, I think is just like fun. I think, I don't know. Yeah, it's scary, but I end up like laughing a lot. Um, <laughs> but I don't have anyone that really enjoys those things. I don't think so. I don't know if you're listening and I guess you're in the Dallas area, which I think pretty much most of our listeners are friends. Um, but if you're in the Dallas area and are interested, let me know because right now I don't think I have any plans, but I was on FaceTime with Nadia last night and she'd be interested in going to Fright Fest or like Fright Night or whatever at Six Flags. Oh, at Six Flags. Um, yeah. So maybe that'll yeah. be that'll be a little source of, you know, something a little spooky. It would never be my idea, but I would always tag along. Yeah. Well, okay, actually I didn't know that. Well, that's good to know. Oh, yeah, you'll never catch me suggesting doing it. But, like, if someone says it, then I'll go. I'm just going to be, like, really annoying while I'm there. It was funny. One of my, like, favorite memories, it was back in, I think, I don't know, maybe I was in, like, sixth grade, sixth or seventh grade. I was living in Okinawa at the time. Um, And on base, they always did this thing where they took, like, the old housing that nobody lived in anymore and they turned it into, Mm -hmm. like, a haunted house. And so, mind you, it was, like – it was maybe like four or five like duplexes, like actual houses that people used to live in and they didn't anymore, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but it was like a huge thing because granted like base was pretty small relative to like, you know, all of Okinawa. Um, mm-hmm. But I went with Valentina one year and I remember we got kicked out of the haunted house because she ended up like actually punching someone in the face <gasps> that like oh scared gosh. her and popped out. Um, and they were like, like, I was so funny. Like the guy like took off his whole alpha, whatever. He's like, yeah, y'all got to leave. <laughs> and so we had to be like escorted in the middle of the house. But oh anyway, gosh. that's yeah, obviously no one got hurt. We were, you know, middle school girls, but still. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> um, my last one is an activity as well. And I think I really want to go on a date to the Arboretum. Mm-hmm. this fall how am I gonna do that I don't really know considering I'm not dating anyone but it's on the list so maybe I'll find a way to do so but I think it could be fun yeah I like I honestly I think I've been to the Arboretum twice which I yeah think same is <laughs> not super yeah one of the only times I went was during the fall when they had all the pumpkins out yeah, I have an Instagram I, picture. I think I went like late summer, early fall. It was when I was nannying full time. <laughs> and I took Emiliano um to get out the house. But it was cute. But yeah, it's another good place to just like walk around and look at We are both entering the mid twenties, which is a little scary. I can't even I really can't comprehend it and I don't think it's gonna hit me until I'm officially like 24. Like I went to the doctor yesterday and she brought up the fact that I was about to turn 24 and I was like, I just don't even want to think about it. But I always see like TikToks and honestly a lot of podcast episodes about like reflection on what you've learned in your 20s as a whole. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people do it when they're like 
turning 25 or like kind of entering their 30s. But I know for me personally, I go through a lot of reflection and introspection whenever I come up on a new dawn of a new year for myself. Um, The feelings that are associated with my birthday are not always positive, but I think in the past couple of years, I've tried to like learn how to reframe my thinking around my birthday because I feel like so many – I'm sure it's people in general, but I think I'm noticing a lot more that like women get like a lot of – like really upset around their birthday. Um, So we just kind of wanted to share some insights that we've learned through our early 20s. Obviously, that's kind of what this podcast is in general, but we thought it could be fun to do 24 things we learned by 24. This will Mm -hmm. definitely be a two-part series, so the next episode will kind of be us wrapping it up, but – yeah, we thought it could be fun. But I don't know, Lexi, if you had anything to add to that. No, I think you summed it up pretty well. Honestly, I don't think I've had the same relationship with my like birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I've I felt the same way just like as the years progress and I like recognize that I'm getting older and things aren't panning out the way that I thought they would, you know seven years ago, which I'm using that as a number to be like, oh, this will happen when I'm 18 and this will happen when I'm 21 and this will happen when, you know, I'm 24, 25. And like a lot of those things have not happened, (laughs) which is not even bad. I think it's just like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know like realistically what to expect came with getting older outside of what was always portrayed in like the media Mm -hmm. or just like general societal norms that I think a lot of people thought to be true, even though they probably aren't. Um, but yeah, it's even funny as you say it now, like, yeah, I turned 24 in June, but still when people ask me how old I am, I'm like, oh yeah, I just turned 24. Even yeah. though it's probably been like, wait, July, August, September. Four months. I'm, wow. Yeah. I feel like, <laughs> um, at this point, You're I should be rounding up. the way like, into your year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I, like I just turned 24. Like I say that all the time. So God forbid when I turn 25 but who knows what can happen in the next eight months for me yeah we'll see yeah (laughs) but yeah (laughs) we kind of wanted yeah to talk about that and then we tried to categorize these into buckets um Mm -hmm. we'll see how much we like stay within those buckets Yeah. yeah for this episode and the next. So if it changes in the next episode, mind your business. Um, just act <laughs> like you didn't – you're not confused. But for this episode, we have broken it down into three separate categories. And the first one is things that we found hard to learn. So Lexi, mm-hmm. do you want to start Oof. us off? Sure. I'm also I'm like giddy right now. I'm like like I'm not like embarrassed to talk about it, but like Victoria and I also did not share these with each other like prior. Yeah. Like we were yeah. kind of like, oh, we kind of want to like surprise and hear what each other have to say. Um mm-hmm. and so it's funny because even as I was thinking these, like as we were kind of planning out the episode, I'm like, oh, like I want to sound like deep and insightful, you know, mm-hmm. and like worth saying, or I don't want to say stuff that like phrases everybody has always heard. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is just like a vulnerable episode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, my first one is that like you need to love yourself first before you <laughs> wait. Why are you why are you making that face? I have that on mine. Okay, well then maybe we can just have a longer conversation about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Sorry. like it's no, it's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was something that 
I found hard to learn. I think it is also something that I've honestly had to relearn at like pivotal points throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's funny because I, when I was thinking about this, I thought of a song um, that honestly like was a song that I had on repeat for a really long time when I was going through a tough period of my life. Um, but one of the lyrics in that song, which I feel like sums it up really well. And like, I would never think to like put these words together myself. Um, but the song is called lifting you by Michael Bloom. Mm -hmm. And he has like a phrase in there and it says external validation is not a prerequisite for self-appreciation, which I thought Mm -hmm. that was really good. And when I was down bad, like I was like tweeting that lyric, like it was, it was not great. Um, but basically kind of what that's looked like for me over, I don't know, I guess the past 24.33 years um, <laughs> is, yeah, there have just been so many points in my life where I put my worth and kind of how I viewed myself, like that only came from how other people viewed me. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when I was younger, I think I've mentioned this a little bit on some past episodes, but I think just with the lifestyle I had of moving every few years and like constantly meeting new people, um, is something that was great. And I wouldn't have like, even looking back on it now, I, I don't wish necessarily that I had had a more, I guess, traditional, um, lifestyle of growing up. But I think kind of always being in that position where I'm always meeting new people. I also saw it as like, oh, this is another opportunity to like be judged by someone. Mm -hmm. And not ever that I was like, bullied or anything like that but it was also like you know oh how can I like I want to fit in with these new people that I'm meeting and so it was always like I just did what everybody else did because I'm like oh if I dress the same way if I like the same music they like if I like to do the same types of things if I speak the same way they do then like how can you not like me because I'm you essentially um but Mm -hmm. then you learn that like a lot of people don't even like themselves that much so then that didn't really work out yeah um But I think that also kind of describes my relationship with like, you know, when I was a student, like a lot of my worth came Mm -hmm. from how did my professor see me? Like, what did my grades look like? Um, You know, even in the therapy episode, I talked about like, I felt like I had to start therapy when um, I became an employee because at that point it was like, well, what does my manager think of me? Like what, Mm -hmm. like what do my coworkers think of me? And I, I didn't, there was no way to support. I didn't know how to support what I knew about myself to be true. You know, like mm-hmm. it was never like, oh, well, I know I'm X, Y, and Z, so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. what other people say. Like I, that was something I had to relearn. Um, mm-hmm. And then kind of like the the time that it was hardest for me to learn, which is back to like when I had the song on repeat, like when I was just like going through it was, I guess when I went through like my first heartbreak, mm-hmm. I guess. So I was like 19 or 20 at the time, I think. Um, and yeah, I didn't realize how little I thought of myself until it came to like me being broken up with and then it's like well Mm -hmm. this person who you know said all these things to me oh I love you you're great you're amazing whatever like Mm -hmm. to no longer have that reassurance from someone else like I I realized like I didn't think any of those things truly of myself because I put that all in how someone else or other people or grades or you know performance reviews or whatever viewed me um, yeah. Like I said, I think it, it's hard to learn and it sucks that it, that me learning that I think fully for the last time came through like a really low point. Um, and it's something that I'm like still working on. But mm-hmm. 
yeah, I don't know. Self-love, love yourself first. Nothing else is going to like mean much, but if you don't believe yeah. it. I agree. Like, I think we have some similarities and some differences in like why we, it's hard mm-hmm. for us to learn that. But I know that that was something that like my therapist kept telling me, which is yeah. funny because I also started therapy because of work anxiety. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we just ended up revealing like so many other things throughout the journey. Um, and I learned like so much from the situation. And I think self-love is preached so much mm-hmm. in today's society, but like through yeah. the lens of self-care and like doing your skincare mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. treating yourself or whatever. But I think the journey to self-love is Obviously, it's different for everyone, but for me, it's just been like a really long, hard journey because I think if you would have asked me before I I started therapy, if I loved myself or liked myself, I would have been like, I mean, yeah, obviously, like, yeah, I am same. like who I am. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a bad person. I'm a good person. But when you start talking to someone who really makes you like break down what you like about yourself beyond how other people perceive you. Um, mm. I think I just had a lot of realizations. I was like, I actually don't know like anything about myself. Um, yeah. And so it's just been an interesting journey and it's something that I'm still figuring out. Like I wouldn't say I'm like 100% where I need to be with that. Um, but I really have learned that like no external validation, like no app, no person, no boyfriend, yeah. like – is going to be able to like fill that void within myself. Like it's something Mm -hmm. that like I'm going to have to come to terms with myself about that I'm not going to get that same feeling from other things. And I think in my head, I was always just like, well, it'd be like so much – if my life would be like so much easier, like if I had a boyfriend or if I had X, if I had Y, if I had Z. But it's actually like, no, like you really need to deal with like yourself and your own self-perception. Yeah. Because, like, no one else is going to fix that other than you, even if you have someone. Like, it's still going to be in the back of your head. So definitely it was on my hard-to-learn list as well. Yeah, I think – yeah, I know you're so right. And it's so tough to figure out, like, what that looks like for you. Like like you said, too, mm-hmm. like, everybody's journey with it is different. Like, everyone addresses it differently. But I think one thing that's so important to remember is – not to be like at the end of the day, you only have yourself because mm-hmm. I think I think that adopting that mentality like at face value can like not be super healthy all the time. Um, but yeah, it's just so important to be like, who are you or like what do you think of yourself like without yeah, like the opinions of others, um, yeah. which is yeah, man. Yeah, as Miss Olivia said, all I got is myself at the end of the day. <laughs> I was going to sing only, it and, and she I was, was like, what like she was what like 17 when she wrote yes, that yes and that's why I was like you know she maybe she should be a Grammy award winning artist because she really was on to something she was preaching but my second um, hard to learn was it's kind of a twofer um, I said history does not define the state of a friendship aka mm-hmm. just because you've known someone longer doesn't mean that you're better friends Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side of that, not everyone has your best interests at heart and not everyone is your friend. 
Um, I feel like this is just a large bucket as a whole. Yeah. But um, something that I'm learning now that I'm approaching my mid-20s is I'm just learning how friendship dynamics shift once you get out of a shared like space and a shared yeah. community. So like college, yeah. high school, middle school, whatever. Um, wherever you met these people, like that was your sense of commonality essentially. And like that was kind of your bond that kept you together. But once you kind of get out of that threshold and you're all kind of on your own wavelength with what you're doing with your life, I think things happen, people change. Um, not it's not all it's not necessarily always a bad thing to like not be in the same state of friendship with someone all mm-hmm. throughout your life. I think people serve different purposes in people's lives and yeah. not everyone's in your life to be your best friend that you go to for every single thing. And I think that's something that's been hard for me to learn is that not every one of my friends is someone that I need to go to for advice or I need to go to to vent about something or I need to go to to let them know about like my dating situation. It's just like I'm learning that it's okay to put people in different buckets. Also learning that like just because you've known someone for a long time does not mean that y'all are like really good friends. And I've I've had some – pretty hard friendship breakups like in the past especially in college Mm -hmm. um where it's like people that I thought I would be friends with for a really long time and due to like circumstances that like I think we both played a role in and I think immaturity played a role in like just didn't necessarily end well and I think I really beat myself up for a long time about that just because Mm -hmm. like I said obviously played a role in that friendship ending but it's like learning that it's not the end of the world and it's okay that we're kind of doing our own thing now. I I don't wish any ill upon any of those people. I wish them also like nothing but the best, but yeah, I kind of all of that all into one, but I think I I've always dealt with the fact that like, I always equate how long I've known someone with Mm -hmm. like how close we are. And I'm quickly learning that that's not necessarily the case and also learning that people serve different roles in your life. So just because you've known them for a really long time also doesn't mean that they need to go your go- be your go-to person for everything. So, Yeah, I think something that's that's good to think about for that too is like I'm, I'm a believer in that like you meet the people – or what is the phrase? Like not necessarily that everyone is like serving a purpose in your life, but like it's mm-hmm. not necessarily coincidental that you're like yeah. – meeting these people or or whatever. And I think kind of along that point too, it's like sometimes people are only meant to be in your life for a season. Mm -hmm. Um, And like their purpose in your life is rooted in like a certain period of time, Um, Mm -hmm. which unfortunately sometimes, I mean, given the circumstances, like you said, has kind of like a start and an end date. Yeah. Um, But I think sometimes thinking about it that way too, like, oh, this person was in my life for like this reason or at this time for this reason. And it's one of those things like in the moment you can't really recognize. Mm-hmm. I think it's hard to recognize as it's happening. Um, but looking back on it too, like still being able to appreciate like what that purpose was at the time, but then still learning how to accept that like that might be over and it might mm-hmm. only be over for a period of time too. You know, like there's still yeah. so much life to live. So who knows what will happen? Um, but yeah, that can be tough too. Yeah, for sure. What's your second hard to learn? 
I was trying to decide. Um, I think the one I'm going to choose for this is that you are meant to evolve. Um, and by that, at least what that's looked like for me is I think for so long um, and probably more of like later teens, earlier 20s, I would try to upkeep this image that I knew other people had of me. Um, so I think that this also kind of relays back to like learning how to love yourself and like giving yourself space to figure out who you truly are, again, outside of the opinions of others. Um, but I think there is quite a bit of time where I was so caught up in like, oh, people think I'm this. And I've been told that like, I'm really good at this. And I've been told that like, this is a good quality of mine. So like, I need to do whatever I can to upkeep that. Um, mm -hmm. I think that that's something that's also kind of highlighted through like roles that you play in friendships too, right? Because mm -hmm. it's sometimes – Again, like people view you in comparison to someone else, right? So mm -hmm. I think um, like in my college friend group, for example, it was like, oh, Lexi's like super responsible, um, which again, not that like my other friends were irresponsible, but I think that was like, <laughs> you know, there are ways to kind of like balance each other out or, yeah, you know, there are certain qualities that kind of like stick out um, or even like, you know, always being told by like my parents, right? Like when I'm compared to my younger sister, which I think that this is mm -hmm. something that happens sometimes just with like older sibling, younger sibling, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it's like, oh, like you're such a good example and you're so responsible and like you, whatever. I think sometimes the praise that was given to me, it was something that I'm like, oh, like this is how I'm seen. Like this is how my family sees me. This is how my friends see me. Like this is who I am. Mm -hmm. um, and I would be really hard on myself and wouldn't give myself the space to evolve whether that's you know interests that I have or things I want to explore or like certain areas of my personality that I had realized I had kind of shut off or dimmed down because it didn't match mm. what I was told that I was my whole life um and I think it's crazy too because it's so common to be like oh well duh like you're you're stupid and you're um like young and dumb when you're a teenager type thing right so you know like you're supposed to grow from that and evolve and like if someone would say like oh at 24 I'm the same person I was when I was 16 I'd be like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like you know yeah like okay um but when I view that for myself it's like even at a young age I felt like I was playing this role or I had this image and like I said I would get so caught up or make certain decisions based off the fact that I thought I was supposed to be a certain type of way if that makes yeah. sense yeah um, I get that yeah but yeah so still learning how to again, like let myself evolve and grow in different areas and explore different things that maybe didn't match the image that I had of myself or that other people had of myself, you know, a few years ago. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's interesting. I don't think that I deal with that, but I think that that is an interesting perspective because yeah. it makes sense whenever you say it out loud that people would be going through that, but definitely one to think about. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's still stuff that we all thought were hard to learn, kind of yeah. still working through them <laughs> um, into year 24. But um, yeah, next category is something that's made a huge difference. Um, my first one is – oh, oh. My first one is to ask for what you want. It's not something that's going to be given to you. Um and I think I can apply this to honestly majority of the aspects of my life. Um, but I guess like prime one could be like career. Um, mm. Career and like relationships, I'll say. Um, 
and really advocating for yourself. I think I went into my career assuming that since I was an entry-level, LOL, (laughs) junior-level employee that one, everything would kind of just be laid out for me for what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of like the path that I was supposed to take, you know, manager set up one-on-ones, which happened, but like, you know, like whatever happened at work was like supposed to happen, I guess. Um, And if I didn't like something, I probably wasn't supposed to say anything about it. I should have just kind of been grateful for like what I was given, especially because at that time it was like in the middle of COVID. I was like, I'm lucky I even have a job. Um, And I kind of just took everything at face value. Um, But this advice I actually got from my previous manager and she was like, if you don't advocate for yourself, like no one will. Like it's not mm-hmm. it's not gonna be someone's instinct to prioritize yeah. you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? At the end of the mm-hmm. day, not to go back to Olivia Rodrigo, but at the end of the day, <laughs> it's really just you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it especially in this world and like the times that we live in, while I think a lot of people are compassionate to their core, I think society has shifted to become very selfish and self-centered that can be taken in a positive or negative light um and I think I used to not want to be perceived as someone who was really selfish but especially in the corporate world you kind of have to be um because when you realize that at the end of the day you're just like an employee um and anything can happen I think you just really have to advocate for yourself and I think I learned this, um, especially from my career coach, that as a woman of color in the corporate world, you really have to speak up for yourself and not really worry about like stigmas or stereotypes. And that's something that I've had to do in this current role like multiple times. And it's honestly worked out. And I think the first time I did it, I was very surprised that it worked out because I was like, oh, I thought I was going to get like a slap on the wrist or like I was going to get in trouble for like complaining about something. And it's like they're not going to know unless you say something. Like they thought yeah. I was like just happy and content and was just happy as could be like when really I was like miserable and suffering and having crippling, debilitating anxiety from this job. Yeah. And a simple conversation like literally changed like so much. So I think it was a, a hard lesson for me to learn, but it's also something that's made a huge difference and I've learned – to implement in other areas of my life. I've learned that with friendships, like learning that people cannot read your mind no matter how yeah. many subtle hints you give, subtle cues you give. Like you may think that you're saying like the loudest message ever by like mm-hmm. being nonverbal and passive aggressive. I think that was something that I was also really bad about in the past because I thought it was better to be like passive aggressive and just like give hints as to why I was upset or angry or like what I wanted um, instead of just outright saying it. And now that I've I've really grown from that, but like I've learned that just being clear about like your expectations and your priorities are just like so much of a game changer, especially in friendships. Like it causes so much less miscommunication. Um, so yeah, I think at the end of the day, Huge difference, huge game changer for me has been asking for exactly what I want. 
So yeah, I was I was kind of waiting to see where you're going with that, and I'm sure you could tell like I was smiling as you were talking <laughs> because I feel like this is a conversation that we've had a couple of times, and I think my relationship with this ideal or though this idea is kind of reversed from yours yeah I feel like in my personal relationships like friendships relationships you know family whatever like I've always been very or I try to be like very direct about like Mm -hmm. hey this is my expectation this is what I want like this is how x y and z made me feel um but it took me so much longer to figure out how to do that in a corporate setting um (laughs) whereas hearing yours it's kind of like oh it stemmed from or that realization you kind of stemmed from how you felt in a corporate setting and now you're applying it to friendships and you know again other relationships um because yeah I know it's always like oh like Lexi can be so direct you're so confrontational and I'm like at the end of the day like I'm just gonna say how I feel about certain things yeah um yeah no that's a good one I think mine is like a little less like serious I guess I Mm -hmm. don't know Um, for me, just kind of like an everyday thing that I've started implementing that's made a big difference is just like documenting everything. And now Mm. that sounds kind of broad. And I feel like this relates to like a few different areas, but like, for example, um, like I take pictures of everything now, Mm -hmm. which sounds so silly. Um, but I think that that's something that's helped me a lot when I want to like look back on things or if I'm feeling kind of down about where I'm at in life or if it's one of those things like you know one of those nights where like comparison just really gets to you and you're kind of thinking about like your life you know compared to what all your friends or even people you don't know are doing especially when it comes to like entering the mid-20s um and so there are times like oh my god like I'm not doing anything with my life like my life is so boring like whatever I don't know being able to look back at certain photos of things Mm -hmm. like photos or videos or whatever has just really helped me and I feel like just made me a lot more appreciative of even like the smaller things day to day. Um, Another area where I feel like this has made a huge difference is something that I discussed a lot in therapy probably about a year ago, not as much anymore now, is I used to be very critical of myself of like how I spent my time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would be like honestly really tough on myself if I didn't feel like I was doing anything productive um, you know, so for example, I know we've talked about it a couple of times, but like Victoria and I both work a couple jobs. <laughs> um, and so, you know, with like when I came, when it came to like my part-time job, I don't want to work, but then, I would, <laughs> you know, there would be days where I'd like turn my availability off and then I'm like, okay, when well, I'm sitting at home and I'm like not doing anything and it would be more responsible mm. to like be out making money or using this time to clean the house or like work on extra stuff for like my full-time job. Um, cause otherwise I would be like, if I'm not being productive or if I can't like measure productivity in, you know, a traditional way, then like I'm wasting my time and like I'm wasting my life away and I'm making all these mistakes in my twenties, blah, blah, blah. Which again, mm-hmm. saying out loud, I'm like, damn, I was down bad. Like this is literally what I was thinking every day. Um, but you know, documenting things I did. So like, oh, like, you know, I got to like FaceTime my, one, like some of my best friends today. I spent time like planning out the podcast. Like, so even documenting things I do day to day, again, whether it's like lists or photos or, you know, trying to document my feelings at certain times versus just like keeping everything in my head. Um, Mm Because something I definitely struggle with a lot still is just like, I'd be be thinking way too much. Um, And I get in my head so easily and like I can just like spiral and go down all of these mindsets and pathways that I find once I say out loud, it like sounds really silly. So even for me, documenting things 
is also like a verbal component of my life. Just like saying things out loud has helped me so much. Um, so yeah, I think like that's something on paper that's a lot smaller that I've tried to implement day to day. Um, so yeah, I don't know, taking photos, taking videos, writing things down. It just, it, it grounds me a lot. I feel like in my day to day, especially when I'm start to experience or like feel a lot of anxiety. Yeah. I also, um, had take pictures on my list, but I didn't think it was going to make it into the episode, but Mm -hmm. even those like small little like TikTok monthly recaps I would do, that would kind of be my way to combat things. Like I still watch my May recap video like all the time just because I really like that one. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just like nice to look back on. So where as you take a lot of pictures, I think I take a lot of videos Mm -hmm. Um, and it's always fun to like see them come back up. So definitely agree with that one. Um, my second, something that's made a huge difference. Um, this one is kind of funny, but I think recently I found it to be true. Um, I put believe your parents when they say they know more than you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that it's something that took me a while to learn, because I think in high school, I was so hard-headed about wanting to be so independent mm-hmm. um, or or the idea of what I thought independence was and what I thought being an adult was. Because I was very quick to say whenever I turned 18 that I was 18 and that I was an adult. Yeah. Um, and then my parents couldn't tell me what to do. Um, <laughs> but now that I am 23 or about to be 24 and I am a real adult – um, and I am finally like actually independent. Yeah. I have learned that my parents were a lot were right about a lot of things. I know simple things that like you and I have laughed about in the sense of like even just like grocery shopping and being mm. like this is mm-hmm. not necessary for me to buy. Yeah. Um, even up to you know like big things like financial and like financial advice and like the way to go about doing things and handling things um, that like I just don't have experience with. Um, I think now that I'm a lot older, I think that I go to my parents for a lot more things for advice. Um, I'm quick to call my mom to ask her a question about like medicine that I'm taking or my health insurance plan or what do I, what do I do? Like my prescription's going to be up and I'm going to be in Europe. Like literally like really stuff like stuff that I could look up but um I think your parents have lived such a longer life than you have and they've experienced so so many more things that you have um that I think that they offer a really unique perspective now am I saying that they're always right not necessarily but I mm-hmm. think I was just so stubborn and hard-headed and was so sure that I was always right Whenever I was younger, because I I wanted the sense of independence that I was so quick to denounce anything that they would give me advice on. Um, And now that I'm older, I'm realizing that sometimes they are correct and they do have a better perspective because they've lived this life a little bit longer than you. So it's funny to like go back and think about those moments where we would butt heads where they were technically right. That's funny. Yeah, I've – I – definitely have gone through something similar and and still am and still am um and I was laughing when you were talking about like all the things that you like call your mom about or call or talk to mm-hmm. your dad about like literally every time I think I've called my dad probably once a month 
honestly to ask him <laughs> something relating to like my car or like my toll tag or like insurance, <laughs> like just some things that are so small. And to your point too, it's like, oh yeah, I'm sure I yeah. could look it up. I think we've both um, kind of entered the world of Reddit recently. So <laughs> that is like a search engine yeah. to find things. But like at the end of the day, like I will always go to like my mom or my dad um, first for some of those things. Something that's made a huge difference for me is being able to adopt the mentality that practice makes progress and not perfection. Mm. Um, I think what that looks like for me is, again, I think a lot of the things I've been saying have been more so stuff that I've learned like in my recent years versus like, oh, I learned this at, you know, five years old. Um, But yeah, really understanding that you, I think this also kind of goes back to my point about like, oh, you're meant to evolve, you're meant to grow. Um, But I think for a lot of my life, I put starts and ends to things. So like life goals or benchmarks or like, I'm going to start working on this at this age and I will be done at this age. So whether it's savings or, um, you know, places I've traveled or again, like skills I want to have, like habits I want to enforce. And I think I would always like try to be so calculated about like, oh, if I take these steps at this time, like I will get to where I want to be at the end goal versus just looking at it as like, if I can at least make progress in one area um, or if I can at least make a little bit of progress, you know, time after time. And again, too, progress evolves and it ebbs and flows and it's not everything is going to be like a full, what is that, like a linear graph, you know what I mean? Where you're like constantly going up, like things are going to ebb and flow. And I think I'd be so hard on myself if like I wasn't constantly moving up or like hitting those milestones that I thought that I would. Um, But allowing myself to understand and just like give myself grace that at least Mm -hmm. if I'm trying, I'm progressing. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, I think we kind of mentioned some of these, these thoughts too in the last episode about like savings, right? Like when it comes Mm -hmm. to financially, like, oh, I need to put exactly this much in in savings, you know, to reach this goal by this age, but kind of a way that I've applied this mindset again, that like practice will make progress is that even Mm -hmm. if I don't put that many in my savings, but I'm still like recognizing it, you Mm -hmm. know, or thinking about it, I feel like that's still progress in some way. Like you're working towards something and it'll look different every time. But yeah, I think just allowing myself grace and understanding that like I'll constantly be working on things and I, I don't need to live to like reach perfection in like whatever areas I'm working on at the time um has just like been like a weight off my shoulders yeah that's good um I know at one point I think I told you this um at one point my therapist was like do you consider yourself a perfectionist and I was like <laughs> no no um yeah. and the more that we had like sessions she would be like hmm like do you see how that like kind of is a form of perfectionism and I was like yeah I never like saw myself in that light um but yeah learning how to like unlearn some of that stuff is so interesting um Mm -hmm. but yeah I agree wholeheartedly with that one um so the last category is something we wish we learned sooner I don't know what Lexi's are because obviously like she said we haven't talked about them but I think my last two are kind of deep so Sorry if we're on two different wavelengths. Yeah. So my first one is that you are not the same person you used to be. Some people may still view you as an old version of yourself, 
and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that I really wish I learned sooner and that I've really been working through, I would say, for the past year and a half, two years. Um Kind of touching on like some of the things that you were talking about earlier, Lexi. That's why I wasn't saying too much because I was mm-hmm. like, I'm literally about to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but kind of in the same aspects of like what I had always been known for, yeah. the type of person that I was in high school, type of person I was in college, mm-hmm. and now kind of figuring out the person that I am now and the person that I want to be and aspire to be now that I am in this new stage of my life and recognizing that. Although I'm growing and changing, not everyone's going to know this new version of myself, which is very interesting for me because it's like, you know, you're on social media and you still have, you know, some people from high school following you, you still have some people from college Mm -hmm. following you. And it's like, they still have this version of me from six, seven, eight years ago Yeah, um, in their head whenever I'm like posting anything, but little do they know, like, some of the things that I've experienced in the past couple of years, some of the introspective work I've done within myself and that I've personally been working on. Um, and I think that, that used to like honestly kind of keep me up at night just because I'm like mm-hmm. these past mistakes that I've made or these past versions of myself are still living in some people's minds. Um, and to tie back to like Darian's episode that he did with us of – Honestly, like no one's really concerned about you. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's kind of helped that thought process for me. But also just coming to terms with the fact that like it is okay if people still see you as that type of person, mm-hmm. as long as you're secure enough within yourself and you know the type of person that you are, that shouldn't really matter. And I think yeah. that that is something that is taking a long time for me to like work through. But I'm mm-hmm. like slowly but surely coming to terms with that um and so yeah I think that it's something that I would I wish I would have learned whenever I was going through some of those like friendship breakups and just like hard moments um coming out of school and times when I was just like really immature um and even like recent stuff where it's like oh I wish I wouldn't have done this and I wish I this person wouldn't have seen this version of me um, I'm really learning to be like, okay, like that was a moment where you made a mistake or that's a moment where you don't want to be that type of person anymore. You're making the conscious person, not, you're making the conscious decision not to be that person anymore and to just like move on. Like it's, yeah. it's no point of like dwelling on it and relishing on every second of it. It, it mm-hmm. is, it was what it was and now just like do better, be, be what you want to be like moving forward. So that's, that's where I'm at with that yeah no that was a good one I think one mine that I have too is on the spectrum of like not deep to deep maybe a little deeper um (laughs) but something that I want to share that I wish I learned sooner is that you shouldn't be missing out on your life trying to get it together Mm -hmm. um and I think that Honestly, I think I stole this as a tweet from someone. So let me see where credit is due. Like I plagiarized this for sure, but I read it and I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah. Um, Because I think that also goes back to like me being so future focused that like Mm -hmm. every decision I would make day to day was based on like how will this affect me in the future? 
Mm-hmm. So even something as little as like, what time do I need to go to sleep tonight? So that way I can wake <laughs> up feeling rested tomorrow and like have this productive day that I'm supposed to have. Yeah. Little things like that too. Larger things like, you know, I don't even know, like, again, back to money, like money that I'm saving or how, like how much time I'm spending, like, I don't freaking know, like cleaning or in school, it was like studying or, you know, I don't know, things like that where I was just so caught up in like, like I have said no to so many things that I wish I did not say no to. Not even that it's like a regret because I don't think it's anything that's been like that, you know, uh, it hasn't like had that much effect on my life tour. Oh my God. I still think about Mm -hmm. it to this day. Um, but yeah, I just recognized now that like I've passed up on so many things out of fear for how it would affect me in the future, whether it be big or small. Again, that's like subjective on how you want to to measure those things. Um, but yeah, I've, I feel like I've just let so many things like pass me by because I was so focused on, you know, again, like getting it together or being productive or mm-hmm. like making the, the quote unquote like right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's funny now because I think I've had a lot of friends that had learned this earlier. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm still kind of thinking in like the college, like the college mindset, you know, um, when it came to like those types of decisions yeah. that I was making. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, I, it's something that i like, I just get so caught up in my head about stuff like that and I'm learning now to like say yes to more things and to like yeah. be be okay with that and also just recognizing like I have so much time. I think that also I think that's another huge thing is like I have so much time. And sure, you know, knock on wood that today's not my mm-hmm. last day or anything like that. But it's like like there you, there's just so much time. Like I am so young. I'm yeah. so young. And that's another thing. Like 24 is so young. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's just so much more time to like figure things out. And it's not, I've just put so much pressure on myself to do everything right and to do it now. Um, but yeah, I feel like I've missed out on a lot because of that. So again, yeah. I kind of rambled, but don't miss out on your life trying to get it together was, was the, yeah. the title of that one. To add into yours, um, you kind of t- you kind of said it already, but I had on my list as well. So I was like, I guess I might as well add it into yours. Um, I had put say yes to everything. Um, mm-hmm. I think your early to mid-20s is such a great time frame because for the most part, I think I, I obviously recognize this is a blanket statement, so it's not going to apply to everyone. But this is the best time to be as selfish as you want Mm -hmm. because, again, for the most part, this is just like for a majority blanket statement. Um, This is the time when you have no obligations. Like, yes, I'm sure everyone has stuff that they have to do. But if you don't have a child tied to you, a husband, a wife, a partner – I think that this is the best time to truly do whatever you want um, to like really experience life because one day like you're not going to have that privilege um, because you'll be like tending to something else. So I think Mm -hmm. it's something that I'm learning to do as well because I know that you mentioned like you used to be like, well, 
if I do this, is it going to affect like something in the future? And I think I used to think the same exact way because I was also yeah. very future oriented. Um, and now I'm kind of just learning to take life as it is and be like, mm-hmm. someone asked me to do something. I'm not doing anything. Like, sure, why not? Like, let's, yeah. let's just go do it. I wasn't planning on it. You know, I'm the type of person who needs like three hours notice typically, but mm-hmm. sure, why not? Like, I'm not doing anything. I was literally in bed. Sure, I'll get up. Like, whatever. So I am definitely like leaning into that one too. Um, my last one that I will leave everyone with is also still kind of deep, but um, it's just a reminder to myself that it is okay to feel lost right now. Yeah. Um, and that a lot more people feel lost than they let on. So I think like I mentioned how I it's a great time to be in your early 20s and mid 20s. It's also a very confusing time. Yeah. I think this is the first time that we're fully on our own and we're allowed the opportunity to figure out who we are and who we want to be um, and how we want to experience life. And I think that it's a lot of change thrown at you at one time and your body kind of goes into this state of shock of like, I've never had this much free will in my life and I don't know what to do with it and I, I don't want to make the wrong decision. And I think that kind of like Lexi mentioned earlier, I used to wrap myself in this idea of always wanting to make the right choice and now I'm coming to terms to the fact that it's okay if you make a wrong decision or you make a mistake. That's kind of what life is about. Like it's – yeah. You, even the right – what you think could be the right decision could still be wrong. So yeah. I'm learning that it's like I don't need to dwell so much on like what do I need to do that's going to be the right choice versus mm-hmm. like let me just like experience life as a whole. Let me just figure out what I like. Um, and it's okay to not have everything like figured out and made up right now. Um, and it's a discussion that like, I think I've been having with a lot of people recently because yeah, I've always, I think I've in the past, I was just very sure of myself and I was very Mm -hmm. decision or like decision oriented and future oriented that now that I was got thrown into this new stage of my life, I was very shell shocked at this new person that I was becoming because I was like, I'm so unsure of myself all the time. Like, I feel like I always need validation from someone else that I'm making the right decision and doing the right thing that now I'm like, who cares? Like if I mess up and I don't like the job that I take or I don't like where I went to dinner the other night, or I don't (laughs) like a guy that I went on a date with, like move on. Like, like it's, it's really not that that big of a deal as I think my I was making up making it up to be in my mind. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely okay to like figure things out along the way. You don't have to have everything made up. Um, but yeah, that's my my last word of imparting wisdom on everyone and something I wish I learned sooner um out of school. I think I I just started experiencing it once I graduated, but yeah. I wish it wouldn't have taken me a year and a half of being out of school to realize that um, and lots of therapy sessions to realize that. So I'm giving Mm. you this advice for free. Um, (laughs) But yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that's good. And I think kind of what you said too, like summed up a lot of things I have on my list. Like one of my things is like, you have to make mistakes is what I had listed Mm -hmm. down. Like I think I convinced myself that like, 
oh, that can all be avoided if I just mm-hmm. am strategic or blah, blah, blah. And like that, like life is not designed that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, kind of on a similar note is I wrote down that like I have to learn how to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And I Same. think that that's a phrase, like that's a phrase, that phrase I think you and I have both used multiple times in our throughout our course of 17 episodes so far. And I have always been very comfortable and confident, like separating myself from that phrase. Not that I think it's bad to be that way, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm type A and I have to have a plan and like key key key, like I'll never go mm-hmm. the flow because whatever. And that has been so detrimental to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, again, I, I always looked at it as like a, like a juxtaposition, like either you go with the flow or you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think similarly on that note is like learning that I only have so much control over my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I can sit and plan and make all the mistakes and like play it safe every single time. But like, there are so many outside influences that affect my life that like, I have no say over Mm-hmm. Um, so whether that's other people, whether that's the economy, whether that's, you know, um, I don't know the weather outside, like little things like that, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I can sit here and like plan every day I have left until the day that I die, but like so much is going to happen that I have no idea, um, mm-hmm. or that I am not able for slash, or not able to slash don't know how to plan for. Um, and there's something I have to say on this episode, which I know you're going to make a face, but this is an ode to my mother who is an avid <laughs> listener to the podcast. And she has asked me every week, probably since like June to use her favorite phrase, which is ham and egg it. Like you just have to ham and egg it. There's a long background or like story to that phrase. Um, but she has been like, Lexi, like, please say it, like, please say it on the podcast. So I guess you're going to hear First, probably for the first time, this is not like some thing <laughs> that is just, I think, for, you know, 50-year-olds or like region specific. Like this is just a phrase that my mom says, which ham and egg it is pretty much like just like you have to go with it. Um, and it's funny because I think I've always thought of myself to be like, oh, like I'm so adaptable and like I can mm-hmm. you know, adjust <laughs> different situations and stuff like that. But it's like, like I really need to have a reality check because like I'm adaptable to – I, or in the past, I was adaptable to, like, things that I could control or... Oh, I was just thinking that. I was trying not to cut you yeah. off, and I was literally getting no, like, no. things you could control. <laughs> I no, literally, literally, like, as you were saying it, I was thinking in my head, I was like, damn, I know exactly what she's about to say. No, and it's like, and I'm like, that, again, that was a reality check, which I think also relates to everything else of being like, oh, um, you know, I have this image of myself and, like, whatever, and people have this image of me, but it was always just, like, I... I gave myself too much credit to think that, like, Mm -hmm. I could plan everything out and control everything. Um, And so not to be, like – I don't think it's fair to be, like, oh, I have learned this. Again, it's something Mm -hmm. that I'm still learning and, like, trying to implement in my day-to-day. But I'm really appreciative for all the people who I have in my life who have really taught me about that and, like, stuff Mm -hmm. that I – like, I can experience how other people's lives are going. Again, it's only a limited view because it's, like, you don't know what other people are going through or whatever. But – yeah, I have so many friends that I think have learned that early on or earlier on in life. Um, and so like watching through their experiences or like yeah. hearing their stories has been super helpful too. Um, but yeah, like there's only so much you can do. And like it is – you will run yourself to the ground like trying to do it all yourself um, and like have control over everything. So yeah. 
Zooey mama. Yeah, that's our little part one of 24 things <laughs> by 24. But I think it was pretty insightful. I, I knew we would have some overlap with some of our oh, stuff. Oh, for sure. But um, I think that that was really fun. Um, stay it tuned was like a for part therapeutic. Two. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I was making my list um, this morning. <laughs> no, I got I that like, text yeah. at 8 a.m. <laughs> I have learned some things. So, um, yeah, kind of like that Kylie Jenner. Is it Kylie Jenner? Oh, yeah, the the one where it was like, this was the year of just like realizing things. Oh, yeah. That was me this year. Um, I think I learned a lot. I think I became a lot wiser this year, low key. Mm-hmm. Um, but life will do it to you. Yeah. Um, and that's the crazy thing. I haven't even experienced some things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, if you made it this far, make sure you go and follow us on all of our socials going to be at the entry level pod two e's um you can follow our individual accounts from there in the bio mm-hmm. and then also while you're at it go rate our podcast five stars um spotify apple music all of the sorts and yeah i think that that is everything stay tuned for part two yeah thanks guys thanks bye